B C A B C A B C A B C A B C A B C Welcome everyone to the Uppy and Stash Show. I'm your host Uppy. With me tonight we have uh, Mr. Beardo. Mr. Beardo, how are you? Great. Fan-freaking-tastic. It's been a great week. Sweet. What's that in your hand? What you got tonight? Um, I have some Hoarder Porter from our good friends over at Dying Breed um, in my special cup from Uppy and Mrs. Uppy. So it is, I don't know, a good night. This is good stuff. Yeah, that's one of the all-time best beers. Like, honestly, <laughs> I can't get enough of that one. I, I could go broke buying that one for sure. Yeah. And let's see, we got Dodger here joining us from Arizona. Dodger, how are you? Great. Um, <clears throat> was a little late tonight, fashionably, uh, obviously. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm doing good. I'm happy to be here. Really happy to talk to you guys. Nice. Well, it's good to have you back yet again. I think this is what? Five in a row now, so five in a row. Perfect. What are you drinking? I think, that, I think that makes him a permanent member of the team. We'll see. We'll see when the checks start coming through. No, I'm kidding. Right. <laughs> uh, let's see. I have. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's a uh, Michelob Ultra. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to watch my weight. I played a baseball game. I, uh, baseball game earlier tonight, and it's uh, it's hard to drink like heavy beers while you're playing sports, evidently. So <laughs> I was, I, it's either these or White Claws, and I don't want you guys to make fun of me anymore. So I, I got some uh, Michelob Ultras. You're playing the wrong sport if you can't drink a heavy beer. Um, uh, I'll out myself. I, uh, I used to love doing my league bowling, and bowling is one of the sports where you can drink a heavy beer. Um, many mm. heavy beers. So, mm. okay. But you're still well, the other, in shape. You're not there yet. Maybe uh, about we should that. also mention that bowling was our college PE. That's where we got yeah. our PE credits in college. Mm-hmm. What, a hell of a, what a hell of a way to get. <laughs> Is that a joke? But you're serious. No, it wasn't. no we did serious. <laughs> we took it twice, yeah. Because you, you need like two PE credits, and it only counted once, so we took two semesters of bowling. Oh, um, hell yeah. Nice. It was the best. I don't think we were old enough to drink yet, though. But there no, were people we were, 19. were old enough to drink, and they were drinking. Mm-hmm. But that nice. was a lot of fun. missed that out good on a good opportunity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, when you go to the prestigious University of Modesto, you can bowl here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then I'm, uh, I also went to Dying Breed yesterday, um, after Beardo did, actually. And um, I'm trying a new one that came out last week. It's a wheat beer, which is not usually my thing, to be honest with you. But because it was Dying Breed and the quality of beer that they make, I gave it a try anyways. Um, this one's a cherry wheat it's called the pits and it is drinkable and it's not geared towards my palate. I'm, I kind of knew that when I bought it, but I will say it got the Mrs. Uppy endorsement earlier. So she liked it. So I was like, that's all that matters is 
any beer they've made, either Mrs. Eppie or I, myself, liked it. So mm-hmm. we're yeah. still betting a thousand in this household. But I haven't mm-hmm. tried the Pilsner that came out yesterday, so I'm not sure if I will either, to be honest. But so we're here again, but we're not um, going to get as heavy tonight as we have the last two weeks. Although we are collectively very proud of the discussions that we've had, but mm-hmm. we want to kind of lighten up a little bit, laugh again. Um, so we're going to bring back dealer's choice. So we'll Thank just, God. Um, we'll just go around the room a Thank couple of times. God, we get to laugh. Oh, we get to laugh a little bit and not maybe take up two hours. So um, I only had one subject that came to my mind throughout the week, and it's kind of a two-parter. Um, I find it absolutely amazing that uh, NASCAR took a social stand this week and decided that they were going to ban the Confederate flags. Mm-hmm. And I applaud them. I, I slow clapped that you know they got their heads out of their asses. Um, but at a time when I think golf is really the only other sport <laughs> going on, where they probably had massive ratings because they were the only thing on TV. Like, quote, I'm using air quotes, athletically. Um, <clears throat> don't I know, before you at me, I will sit there and say it's a very highly skilled job. I just don't think it's a sport. Activity. Uh, it's an activity, yeah. <laughs> it's like, and, uh, uh, well, never mind, I won't say that. So, the main part of it, and I didn't even look up this guy's name. I don't even care to. Ray uh, C- Cicciarelli or C- Cicerelli or something like that. Yeah, I think Cicerelli sounds like Cicerelli. Cicerelli. Yeah. Um, he took exception to this and said that at the end of the NASCAR season, he's going to retire because he is proud of the Confederate flag, loves it. Fuck likes, that guy. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, I don't know. My, my whole thing is, like, I'm amazed that, I mean, NASCAR did the right, let's be honest, NASCAR did the right thing. But the right thing that they did just is a stab in the heart to their core fan, I think. And um, it's hilarious. I mean, the jokes that we found on Facebook this week were equally as awesome. Like, I think in the I Hope It Helps page, and I'm not sure if anyone on here is on Facebook, but if they do, you know, you should follow like I hope it helps because they're just <laughs> devious assholes. Because <laughs> I think it was them that posed as NASCAR says, we had to Google who you are. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure your dozens of fans will be disappointed that you're quitting. And then <laughs> I found another one that also poked fun of the driver and said that, you know, uh, quitting is the perfect thing to do to represent this flag. So. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so clap NASCAR for pissing off your fan base. Um, yeah, good job. If they somehow dwindled into nothing, I'd also be okay with that too. So, well, um, we should I, probably I don't think that happen, but we should also point out the other thing that happened in NASCAR that would have pissed off the general fan base, and that is uh, Bubba Wallace's car was painted in Black Lives Matter. Oh, I did see that, yes. That is pretty fucking badass. And the car that he drives is the number 43 car, which, you know, is passed down from Richard Richard Pepe. The same Richard Petty who came out and said, uh, if I was in control, no one would kneel or... He had a completely 
Uh, he had a very completely tone deaf quote this week, I think. But maybe. But that makes yeah. it that much more impressive that the driver of the forty three car did that. So yeah. So it's it's pretty cool. It's it's pretty neat. Dodger, you got any thoughts? Yeah, um, the guys never won a race, so see you later. Go fuck yourself. Also, this is such a good uh, positive move by NASCAR to eliminate them. We're kind of back on like civil issues again, but um, uh, which, which I knew we would be, but. Um, it's awesome that they that they took that step. Let's not forget, NASCAR is one of the first sports to kind of keep things going through this quarantine. They did the I series, which is where like every NASCAR driver had like a uh, this super complex simulator <clears throat> set up in their house, and they actually did like the live races when they were scheduled. And then I forgot who I don't remember who it was. He said like the N word like live on air, like that's a it's a tough one. Miss Mrs. Dodger just said, "Oh Lord, yeah, she's right." So that's a tough look. You know what I mean? As was, was it Joey Logano? Maybe yeah. not. I would hate to misquote that person's name. Yeah, I'd be bad to like put the, you know. You said the N word on TV when it wasn't him, but um, it was one of them. And so, like, that's cool that they took a step to go in the right direction. Right. Now, Ray Chicharelli, shut up! Fuck you! Fucking loser! Are you kidding me? Literally, the definition of a loser never won a race. Who are you? Get out of here. I love that. That's comedy to me. That you know, the Na- I believe I heard you <laughs> speaking about how um, NASCAR said that they had to literally look him up. Like who? Like who are you? I don't know if that's a real tweet, but I was gonna. Say, there's no way that that's a- no, exactly. Like you want there's it to no be, way. but it's like there's it's no a shame way that, that it's not. Like, that would be that that's a real thing. But that's awesome. I mean that's that's cool and fuck that guy. That guy's that guy's a loser. Okay. All right. Um, so uh, two quick on-air fact checks uh, before we let Beardo choose his topic. Uh, on my end, I mentioned Richard Petty um, saying something. I I googled it while Dodger was talking. It was a quote that resurfaced from 2017 when the whole Kaepernick thing was a big deal. Uh, the sports fans. Uh, that's when Richard Petty had his quote saying that he'd fire anyone who dared disrespect the national anthem. And then the driver who used the N word, his name was Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson. Kyle yeah. Larson. Yeah, I just looked that up too. My mistake. Sorry, Joey Logano <laughs> or whatever. I think that's just the only NASCAR driver I've ever heard of. <laughs> Not even AJ Allmendinger. Oh, I know. Uh, I've literally never heard that name. Is that real? It is. I only uh, know I've heard because of, uh, Jimmy. I was friends with Redneck Rick. You, you don't know him. You, you came in late to the game, but Redneck Rick was a huge NASCAR fan. I'm sure that's a surprise to anybody. Listening. Well, Redneck Rick is still a huge NASCAR fan. Maybe not. There was a big black oh, Maybe not now. He might hate them. Redneck Rick no was a NASCAR fan at yeah. one point. We we yeah. even at one point we actually donated uh, actually money in his name to Breaking Black news. Lives Matter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, That's lovely. So I only knew of AJ Allmendinger because I'd hang out at his house and he'd have NASCAR on, and I, I hung on to that name because it was just too funny. So mm-hmm. I, I was enjoyed that AJ Allmendinger was my favorite driver. Mm-hmm. So. 
we did a uh, we did a random like uh, <clears throat> like pick a random driver at work back when what what is Talladega oh, yeah. the big Alabama. one where it starts yep. the season yeah. in Talladega yeah okay so we we just did a random pick of you know pick your driver and let's see if they win who knows throw twenty bucks on the board if no one wins you get your money back and I picked Bubba Wallace I just looked around like that's a guy I I kind of saw like you know well I'm pretty sure he's no, it's uh, that Kyle Larson. His his brother, I think. Is it not Kyle Larson? No, I don't know. See, I don't know. I don't. You guys put me in an uncomfortable situation. That's here. what we do. Right, I'm supposed I'm supposed to be a sports guy, but we're over here talking about fucking NASCAR. Hey, that's a sport. Like I'm supposed to. Like I. Oh, it's come as, on. He is like golf. I'm, yeah, it's just as much of a. Hey, sh- no, 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 no. We golf will not poker. have golf. We will not uh, the poker. Poker is not a fucking sport. It's on ESPN. No way. It's golf? gotta be a sport. Golf? That's not. That's not. Even so is a spelling bee, weirdo. That's a You get what I'm saying? Like there's, it's competition is the thing. Now, golf, hardest sport in the world, if you ask me. Not a sport. It's not a sport. Absolutely a sport. Hundred percent a sport. It's just old white guys walking around smacking their balls with their, their one woods. What? No, <laughs> I mean, let's not forget who the uh, best best player uh, best player to ever live is, pal. He's not a white man. Tell you that much. Happy Gilmore. You need you need to go back. You need to go back and listen to those last two podcasts, buddy, because you're saying some 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 wild stuff, some wild white people stuff right now. <laughs> I, I always <laughs> thought that Happy Gilmore was the greatest golf player ever. I think so too. And Shooter McGavin. Would you say that that's one of the? Would you say that that's one of the top? Would you say that's one of the top ten sports movies of all time? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so you're calling it a sports movie. Golf is a sport. Next subject. Oh, no, on that one, Beardo. No, Adam Sandler's acting is a sport. <laughs> I'll take that. I'm a, I'm a right, Adam Sandler. Moving on. I'm a big fan. Uh, Beardo, what's your first topic? <laughs> So, um, I want to announce that (laughs) I want to announce that, um, after many, many, many years in the teaching field, I am no longer a teacher. So this week I was offered a job that will take me out of the classroom and, um, Offer me some new opportunities, some opportunities that I've been looking for for quite a while. And I was offered this job, so I took it. So I will not be teaching anymore. So starting a new chapter in my life. I've been teaching since I was a very young man, and I'm not a young man anymore. Um, So I'm pretty stoked, pretty excited about this next chapter in my life. A little nervous as well, because I don't know anyone where I'm going (laughs) <laughs> you're, you're being taken out of your comfort zone like, I am definitely being taken out of my comfort zone But you chose to be So there's that It's. I think it's a good move It's a good step for me And my family Well while we can't divulge Where exactly Berto works I, I will say that um, He will be in my city now So mm-hmm. if nothing else There's a chance I can actually see Beardo. 
an extra time or two a month, maybe to have lunch or dinner or something. So um, I'm hoping so. Yeah. I think that would be lovely. Welcome to Modesto, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe get some rub barbecue and oh, absolutely. have a nice afternoon. I, I hit him back up the other day. For Thursday, I think I, I was like, I need, I need some hot wings. So yeah, I got me some fucking hot wings and they were every <laughs> bit as delicious as I remember. Yeah. Can you hear us, Dodger? No, I can't. Okay. All right. <laughs> You're uh, pick a topic. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I want to know what your guys' favorite movie is. Uh, okay. Hold on. I want to know what your favorite movie is and I want to know your favorite comedy movie because I'm a big comedy movie fan in general, but I want to know what your favorite just straight up movie is. I can answer both those questions with the same movie. Well, then do it. I can also answer what my favorite book is in this world with the same answer. So are you ready for this? Yeah, I have a feeling. I've got a great story. I have a good story that also involves Uppy on this one, too. (laughs) So this was a fantastic fucking question you just asked. All right. So my favorite movie in the entire world is The Princess Bride. That's my favorite movie. Have you seen? You have to have seen The Princess Bride. Me? Yeah, absolutely. Best fucking movie of all time. Best book. It's a great book as well. Um, And the story that I have with me and Uppy is when we were in high school, we were in band together. He claims he doesn't remember this, but it fucking happened and he needs to remember it. So we were we are on our way home from a band review. I think it was Santa Cruz. It was either the one in Santa Cruz or the one at Stanford. Hmm. And we were on our way home. We were in a store or bus and they had the, the TVs and we were watching the princess bride. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fuck yeah, this is great. Well, there was this kid who was a drummer who kept putting his hand up in front of the fucking screen. <laughs> Yeah, I still don't remember. You have to remember this. I don't remember because you said it a few weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) He keeps putting his hand up in front of the fucking monitor. And I said, dude, I think his name was Andrew. Andrew, put your hand up. Was it Scott? His last name was McAndrews. There you go. Irish fellow. Now you've just outed him. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to edit all of that shit out. Nope. No. Nope. Yes, edit, edit it the fuck out. Now, <laughs> I said, Scott, if you do that one more fucking time, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. And so he does it again because he's that kind of smart Instigating. ass. So we get back. Yeah, we get back to the high school. It's dark. And everyone gets up to get off the bus. And I go and sit next to Scott in his seat. And we let everyone get off the bus. And then me and Uppy start punching this kid. (laughs) And we made him cry. But here's what a good person I am. I felt absolutely terrible about it. And I helped him carry his drums back to the band room. All because of the fucking Princess Bride. I don't know whether to call you a great guy or a horrible guy for that. (laughs) I'm I'm a very complex character. We only punched him until he cried. 
That was it. And then you stopped. That's fair. And then we stopped. Yeah. Respect. We didn't give him any black eyes or broken bones. We just punched him till he cried. Maybe you should have. No, I'm kidding. Hey, I have a good story that goes along the lines with that too. After we we continue the <laughs> this conversation. <laughs> so I'm not sure if I'm prepared to answer a favorite comedy because we don't watch movies often in this house, and gen- generally when we do, they're kid movies. But I feel confident in saying I think my favorite movie is National Treasure with Nick Cage. <laughs> no way. Because Nick Cage is the best actor. And is is this the night where we ranked the Nick Cage movies? No, but that they, they gave me a great idea for next week. We can do top five Nick Cage movies. Um, oh, <laughs> like sometimes I'll just be like, all right, I'm gonna stay up late. I'm I'm gonna go on Amazon Prime or whatever whatever service it's on. I think it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, yeah, National Treasure. I I would say. Um, I'm not sure about comedy. Um, because I mean, I think I, I love Grandma's Boy. That was a good one. I could oh, watch that. It's a great movie, movie. but yeah, I'm not sure if I because you know, the second we like sign off tonight, like something else will pop into my head. Um, anything in that, yeah. um, anything in the Adam Sandler realm, um, mm-hmm. the Happy Madison Company stuff, like, but Grandma's Boy or Super Bad was also good, but. I'm gonna. I'd yeah. say Grandma's Boy was better. I think, so I'm gonna stick with that for now. That's fair. That's fair. That's kind of what, like, more or less, what I, maybe not like your favorite comedy. I don't think I can name a, my favorite comedy yeah. movie, but like one you can just watch over and over. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you know the, every, the line for line. You can watch it and it's still funny as hell to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have so many of those. My uh, my favorite movie is Shawshank Redemption. Oh, that is a good one. That one is fan fucking tastic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one will give you all the all the all the emotions, all the all the good things that go into mm-hmm. a great movie. It, it's in that fucking movie. Yep, hundred percent agree. Okay, Com- yeah. comedy. <clears throat> one I just watched. I, I okay. So I think at the beginning of quarantine, the beginning of quarantine English, um, I watched The Hangover three times a day for like a week. Just because I love Vegas and it took me back, and you know what I mean, like that's that's kind of a good reason. Mm-hmm. Great movie, I love it. Uh, I just recently um, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, not When Nature Calls, Pet Detective is on Netflix now. I can watch that over and over. I know it line for line. Uh, Dude, where's my car? I can watch that movie so much. Um, Superbad is so good too. Superbad's a really good one. I mean, there's I could go on for literally forever. Like there, those are like Step Brothers. The other guys is probably I got to say the other guys is probably my favorite comedy movie though. If I had to give you a favorite, the other guys would probably be it. That's a banger. Also, a fun fact about me: every single high school football game I played, I watched training day in its entirety before that game before the game i watched training day every single game oh wow yeah that's yeah. crazy i love that movie too <laughs> needless to say uh, all right <laughs> where to go from this uh, so now I'm, I'm in movie mode now so i'm gonna get more I mean, i'm gonna stick with movies for my last topic um how about favorite adam sandler movie 
a Happy Gilmore, hands down, I think. Probably. Gotta be. I mean, that's a classic, too. I could have put that on my list as well. I think probably Happy Gilmore has got to be my favorite, yeah. Me, too. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen Uncut Gems yet. I heard that one's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, too. Of the ones I've seen, and this might be a surprise, maybe this is not one that's based around humor, but I think my favorite Adam Sandler movie is actually Spanglish. Really? Mm-hmm. All right. Interesting choice. I've never even seen that. Yeah, I've never seen that. It's not, it's, it's not built around being funny. It's more of a serious song. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is more of a serious movie, but he did well. I thought. I tried watching it once. I couldn't. Well, make like the office and keep pushing through. Mm. Get through I don't. I don't think I have that kind of patience. Um, I think my favorite Adam Sandler movie is The Water Boy. Yeah, it's mm. a banger too. It's a really good one. movie. My, my mama yeah. said. <laughs> mama <laughs> says. <laughs> That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was there anything better than like '90s Adam Sandler? I mean, <laughs> early no. 2000s Sandler was like every movie was just awesome. Yeah. it seems like. Yeah. Well, but also kind of the same movie, just repackaged mm-hmm. in a different sport. You know, that-, that lovable loser that succeeds. Uh, but it didn't work for Little Nicky, though. Unfortunately for Little Nicky, it didn't work. Can't win them all. No. But he sure made a lot of money in the process, so <laughs> good for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Yep. Beardo, you got a second topic? Um, yeah, I do. So I just want to say that during this quarantine time, I've been listening to a lot more music. And... I have to say that my favorite band has definitely cemented itself as my favorite band. So before I reveal who my favorite band is, what is your guys' favorite band? First of all, we all know Dodger listens to our shows. Um, You've mentioned it on this podcast before, so we all know who your favorite band is. They're fucking amazing. Okay. Um, But what are your favorite bands? Go ahead, Dodger, because everyone knows mine, too, so I'll let you go first. Okay. Uh, Well, thank you. Um, No, I'm kidding. Uh, My favorite band isn't a band. It's a rapper, Kendrick Lamar. I guess my favorite group would be NWA. And then if I had to pick a favorite, like, rock or not, like, rap, like a band, you know what I mean, like an actual band, it would be either Nirvana, um, Sublime, or Green Day. Those are some pretty damn solid choices. I, I like that lineup. I would definitely spend lots of money on that ticket. Yeah, right. Right. Oh yeah, okay. That's yeah, that's a that's a good point. Yeah, no, it's it's I don't know, those are three like legendary bands if you think about it, you know what I mean? Like if you put it on uh just across the board, I mean it's not exactly all three being the same exact type of actually they're all three different types of music subgenres you know what i mean yeah i, I'm, oh, yeah, I enjoy sure. all three of those foo fighters too you know that stemmed from nirvana you could say um foo fighters too i i would say that i probably don't listen to any other bands besides that Beardo, who's your favorite band so my favorite band is streetlight manifesto they're a ska band and they're pretty fucking rad yeah, you cut out, would you say? 
Oh, uh, Streetlight Manifesto. Okay, that's, okay, that's what I thought. I didn't know. I, I didn't know if you had named like a bigger like uh, like a different band, but that's okay. Nope. That, that's what I was. Thinking. No, Streetlight Manifesto is my band, and what I love about them is they are so. They're so like personal, while at the same time feeling so, like above you. Like they write these lyrics that are just incredibly deep, and then they play a type of music that is upbeat. So they can be singing about the most depressing thing in the world, but it still sounds like the happiest fucking song that's ever been written. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, so I love Streetlight Manifesto. There's another band that I love too, and they're they're a close-ish second. Um, they're called the Mad Caddies, and they're from down south, um, but they're kind of a reggae ska. They're very cool. They're very good. Okay. So those are my two favorite bands, but Streetlight Manifesto really is just the greatest fucking band I think that no one's ever heard of. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, when you find a gem, you know what I mean? That's Okay, so um <clears throat> I guess for me, uh should be no surprise to anyone, I go with uh, the band Hansen. Boombop was just an amazing <laughs> song. Yeah, I knew, I knew. <laughs> yeah. You walk around singing Mbop uh, all the no, fucking time. It was actually Chumbawamba. Yep. No, again, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> any new listeners to the show who wouldn't know this already, but uh, anyone who's listened to us a bunch already knows. Um, Green Day is my favorite band. Have been since mm-hmm. probably the, I would say probably about when Nimrod was a thing. It was probably when they cemented themselves in my heart. Um, and I, I remember when you mm-hmm. got that was, album. Yeah, it was my favorite. It was, yeah, it was my favorite deal. Christmas gift that year for sure. And, um, I will say this. So I drove out to Oakdale today for some Fressy's Deli because we got cheated out of having it for dinner mm. last night because they closed at 3 due to COVID-19. Um, I didn't get all the way through it, but I listened to American Idiot today. Unreal album. And oh yeah, let me just say that it, it's been, what, 16 years since that was released, and it held up really well. Like it, I sang it. I sang along with it, and it still felt as relevant now as it did then. In fact, I remember Beardo when you yep. you were still in college and I had already dropped out. Um, we, we we would still get together once in a while, and I remember both of us because you were commuting from Oakdale to Turlock for school, and we would talk about it how that CD didn't leave our CD players for like over a year. Like it just stayed in there. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so I was really impressed. I was a little sad that my drive was over. This is about 45 minutes round trip. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Green Day all the way for me. A little sad. Our concert got postponed next month. We're going to go see the Hell Mega Tour. Yeah. Get to see the, um, see Fallout Boy, Weezer, Green Day, and. The Interrupters. The Interrupters. Have you you listened to The Interrupters yet? Fucking amazing. They're really good. I'm one of those people, like, once I see them in concert, then I revisit them. Yeah. Because if I, like, hey, I'm going to go to a concert, and I've never heard of this band before, and I try to listen to them beforehand, I'm never really interested. 
But once yeah. I've seen them and I go listen to their their albums, then I tend to latch on. That's how yeah. I got into liking bands like uh, MXPX and Newfound Glory oh, yeah. and um, there's Sugar Cult. You know, mm-hmm. I liked all those bands because they toured with Green Day. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and it's it's a bummer that this tour is getting postponed because this is my daughter's like big Christmas present. This is what we bought for her. And it's wow. three of her favorite bands in the same place. And so we were really looking forward to it. And she's uh, – her top three bands are The Interrupters, Weezer, and Green Day. She could just sit and listen to those three all day, every day, and she'd be really happy. God. So it's a bummer for her. Um, but I do want to go back – I want to go back for just a second, Uppy, when you're talking about American Idiot. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a band that I really like, and they're well acquainted with Green Day. These guys know each other. They came up in the East Bay at the same time, um, called No FX. Mm-hmm. Um, and they came out with an album right around the same time as American Idiot called The War on Errorism. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, I think it came out in 2004, 2003, something like that. Um, so at the height of, of Bush's presidency, but the songs that are on that album are just as relevant today. It's absolutely amazing. I was just listening to it all day yesterday. Hmm. So it's, it's a fantastic album and it could, it might as well have been written this year. Right. Well, I'll have to check into that this week at work. Mm -hmm. It's good. It's very, it's very hard punk. So it's it's some good punk rock. God, American Idiot is so good. Let me just touch on that real quick. That album, that's what made me like Green Day. Obviously, I was a little bit too young before that to, you know, I don't, they didn't make an album before that for like a few years, right? Five, I think it was like five years. Yeah, see, five that, years. I would have been four <laughs> at that point. You know what I mean? Wow. And like you said, sixteen years. Sorry, you you said sixteen years since American Idiot came out, and I was like, Jesus Christ! I'm like, I know that I'm you know, I'm not eighteen anymore because I remember. <laughs> I remember. I'm back. I remember when uh, when American Idiot came out, and I loved it so much. And like, I went like to the store and bought the CD. Like, I you know made sure I got it. And that's such a. I think I could probably. I think I probably know every word to that entire album by heart. Like, and I haven't listened to it in in years. I could probably put that on right now know the entire thing you know what i mean that was such a good album and that was way out of my music taste especially at that point Mm -hmm. and uh one thing i will say before we let you pick your last topic dodger is because i remember because you know so uh beardo and i graduated high school in 2000 2000, um that summer was before warning Green Day yep. released re- re- Warning in October of that year. I saw them at on the uh, – they did the Vans Warped Tour that summer. And then I saw them when they came in and did the Warning Tour. 
um, every time I saw them at that point, like literally it cost me like 20 bucks and they're all small venues, like smaller venues, um, like the Bill Graham Civic Auditorium in San Francisco, uh, which is very cool. It's a nice, it's a nice venue. It's intimate. It's a cool place. Yeah. The first time they came around on American Idiot, I saw them at Bill Graham. Oh, wow. And I think it was still like 25 bucks. The second time around, um, it was Arco Arena, and it was like over 50 And they haven't been cheaper than 50 ever since. So I do kind of miss them being a $25 show. Jeez. Um, yeah. But with the increase in price, we also got more time because uh, when I first started going to their concerts 20 years ago, um, they played for about an hour and a half. Now they're up to about three-hour set. So yeah, I'm fine paying – I think this next show, like the one we have tickets to, I think for me and Mrs. Eppie's tickets, I spent well over 200. Nice. Um, but to get <laughs> a two plus hour set out of Green Day, that, the, the, that's me and my Mecca right there. That's my cathartic experience. That's, that's, uh, that's my church on Sunday um, yeah. to a Christian. So, yeah, I, uh, I, I went to the American idiot tour. Nice. I didn't no remember that until just now. Like that's that's funny. Like I went I went and saw um, Green Day play the American Idiot tour. And that was actually a super cool like super cool concert because I saw the uh, w- w- right before they went on tour they did the what was it Live Aid Live Eight Live Aid. I had that on like box set. Yeah, I had and, and there was a bunch of cool like cool like artists bands rappers all that there, and so I got it and I watched it and I saw how cool like Green Day was like in concert and I was like oh shit like I gotta go to this so like my dad yeah. took me and my sister to nice. go see them yeah it's super cool super mm-hmm. that that, that, that was right. like one of the best like uh, concerts I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Not surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. So, uh, Dodger, you got one last subject for tonight? Okay, I got a two-parter. Okay. Well, it's just kind of a follow-up. I want to know what your best concert was or your favorite concert you've ever been to. I guess that was just a question I was going to ask. But um, Mrs. Dodger, Miss Dodger, Mrs. Dodger, um, she asked – she wanted to know what your favorite recent purchase was. So we'll, we'll say your favorite quarantine purchase. It could be anything. You know what I mean? Mm. It could be anything at all. I don't even know what mine is, so I'm going to let you guys go so I can think of one. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my my favorite quarantine purchase is not hard. It's really easy, actually. Um, about two weeks ago, I bought a new shift knob for my uh, car, and it's a weighted shift knob. It's powder-coated um, with rainbow flake in it. Um, I let my daughters pick the color, um, and it looks awesome in my car. So that's by far my favorite purchase during this quarantine. That's super cool, actually. That's 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 really interesting. I'm trying to figure out when I can technically define the quarantine period. Um, March 13th. All right, then I will go with March 13th because you were oh, already you yep. were, you were already off of work. Mm-hmm. I was soon to be off of work. Um, yep. Our our favorite quarantine purchase <laughs> happened at the very beginning of all this on Pi Day, March fourteenth. <laughs> March fourteenth on Pi Day, Mrs. Eppy and I purchased a used Acura TLX with yep. the technology package. That car just rocks. 
Uh, I'm sad I don't get to drive it as more than I do, but I'm okay with that. But um, I don't know if I could have a regular car ever again. Just it's so nice having a luxury car. So other than that, most of my purchases have been beer and food. So I do. I have purchased so much beer and food. I thought it was gonna be a beer. I thought it was. No, I mean, my second favorite purchase is all of the sausages that I have bought. Lockford has some pretty good shit. Like I said, I spent two hundred dollars there yesterday. Of course, a hundred of that was for Uppy, and a hundred of it was for me. But still, walking out of that place with two hundred dollars worth of meat in my hands, it's a pretty good day. All right. So my favorite secondary purchase that wasn't a car, food, or beer. Um, at the beginning of quarantine, when this all started, uh, speaking of Green Day, Billy Joe Armstrong started No Fun Mondays, where he would release a new cover song. And the first one he did was, I think, We're Alone Now, mm-hmm. which I absolutely love. I love the original song. I yep. love his cover of it. And they actually threw Uncool Records, uh, which would be his son's band's record label, released a single on vinyl. For that song, so I purchased that. It actually just came in the mail this week. So, so bust it out and show us. Let's uh, see how cool it looks live. Okay. Because what you don't know about Uppy is he does not buy a record if it's just a plain black vinyl record. It's got to be something special for him to purchase it. So he's got some pretty cool looking records. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. So this okay. one must be cool too. So they they released two versions of this. The extremely limited press one was called Blue Midnight or something. I don't know. It was a cool-ass looking vinyl, but they only did like 200 pressings. And from what I understand is that pressing sold out in like 10 minutes. So I had to go with the opaque yellow one, which was still limited. I think they only did 1,400 of these. So here is my, I think we're alone now. Opaque yellow. Pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. So. That's awesome. Not maybe the wisest 20 bucks I've ever spent, but you never know. It might be the worst. It's not the worst 20 bucks you ever spent either. Uh, Not the worst. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a good one. I got a, I got, I got two. Purchases. I think I think that's against two the rules. quarantine purchases. Mm, we took two. <laughs> Tap two. I'm kidding. It's your question. You get to do whatever you want. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's fair. But I'm still gonna say two. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know, I know. I uh, so my my F-150 that I just bought. My F-150 that I just bought was. Um, was a good one. I mean, obviously, I'm really excited to have that car. I actually already made plans on what I'm going to do to replace it just because it's. Mm-hmm. I don't really need a truck as much as I needed. thought I needed yeah. Well, I didn't think I needed one, but it, I just really liked it, and it was available. Obviously, I got it for a steal. Um, so that was really good. I did – I think I purchased that like maybe like right before it, but it was – you know, it was a good, good purchase. And then the hotel in El Segundo. Did I say that? That vacation was so great. Like it wasn't it wasn't high maintenance. We were relaxing the entire time. We had no plans. It was unreal. That was that was an amazing purchase. And everything that we did during that um 
during that time nice. uh, as a part of it. That was just, uh, you know, Perfect. all of that together was awesome. And yeah. we took my truck there. So it goes in, it ties in hand in hand. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Usually we'll take a different car for that just because, you know, gas yeah. mileage. But yeah, that's, that's it right there. Were we doing a favorite concert real yes. quick? I think we yes. should. I think okay. that would be fantastic. Dodger, we'll let you go first. What the hell? Question. No, I'm just kidding. Um, let's. Uh, that Green Day one was super cool. Um, I saw Kendrick Lamar, my favorite rapper, um, in person, like in a small group. Uh, so I don't really know if you would call it a concert, but when I was like 12 or 11, nah, maybe like 11, mm-hmm. I saw him just in the flesh before he was big. Um, that was big, but concert wise also, it's weird. I saw Rihanna and Travis Scott opened for Rihanna and it was just like the setup of the stage. It wasn't necessarily like the concert itself. Um, it was like this, like the setup of the stage and the presentation of it was super, super cool. And, um, Travis Scott opened for her and this was before he was huge like he is right now. Um, so that was cool. He wasn't that great. If we're being honest, it was a little weird. He did the he did the whole call like even when he talked in concert, like it was an auto tune. So it was just like yeah. it was just interesting. I've never seen anyone do that live. So that that was that was a cool concert too. And then I think I saw uh um Fallout Boy. I saw Fallout Boy and Jimmy E no, Jimmy e World opened for Green Day, but that was cool. Yeah, yeah so- that that was cool. That was on the American Idiot uh tour. Mm-hmm. So th- those those all were the best, but I'd say that Kendrick Lamar experience, if you want to call that a concert, that was definitely that was it. Yeah, sure, good choices. Those are good choices. Right, what do you got, Beardo? Um, so my favorite concert that I've ever been to is a Green Day concert that we went to a few years ago. Um, definitely by far my most favorite concert, and I've talked about it on the show before. So. I mean, I'm not going to go through the big, long story, but overall, I had forgotten that we were going to this concert. I didn't really want to go to the concert, and then my wife's like, fucking go to the concert. So I went to the concert, um, got to hang out with Uppy and um, one of our high school English teachers, and that was a lot of fun. Um, And then going in, we met some people that I had known for a while um, on Facebook and met them in real life accidentally and the show itself was awesome my wedding ring is still dented from that show from (laughs) rocking out so hard so it was a fantastic fucking show perfect that was that was an awesome night and you wouldn't have had any excuses not to go because i basically did the same thing the night before the concert i had driven home from vegas after five days in Vegas, I was just as, <laughs> as exhausted and tired. Um, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to skirt the rules. So I'm going to break this down into two answers. Um, my favorite Green Day and my favorite non-Green Day, because most of the concerts I've been to have been Green Day. So my favorite non-Green Day, I think, was probably the year 2001, maybe. Uh, it was called the Anger Management Tour. And on this tour was Papa Roach. Uh, Exhibit, uh, Eminem, and Limp Biscuit. It's an interesting show. And I went mainly. It right. It was a very weird mix, obviously, because they staggered them. So like, it, Papa Roach uh, opened, then they went to Exhibit, then they went to Eminem, and then 
the headliner was Limp Bizkit. Um, I went mainly because I was a huge Papa Roach fan because everyone was at that time because Infest was just huge. Um, but I, I liked the fact that I can sit there and say, yeah, you know, because Exhibit was huge at the time because he had that Pimp My Ride show on MTV. And I liked the idea that I went and saw Eminem, and he actually had D12 there for a couple of songs. Nice. But even though I wasn't the hugest Limp Biscuit fan, their uh, their presence was just huge because their set was like this giant robot, right? And the second they hit, like Wes Borland hit that first note, all of a sudden there was like seven pits on the floor. Like it just was instantaneous. And, you know, coming from like that punk rock, alternative rock world is insane for me because, you know, I don't know what you would classify Limp Bizkit, scream metal, rap metal, something. I don't know, but um, it was just nuts. The energy, like, I just yeah. loved it. And uh, my favorite Green Day show, my favorite concert overall was uh, the 99 Revolutions tour. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw the post-rehab Billy. Because <laughs> um, we had tickets to see them in Sacramento at the Civic Auditorium, but that got canceled because of Billy's rehab. And when they finally did get around to rebooking the North American tour, the Bay Area was left off and L.A., surprisingly. But at the end, they added two last shows, one in Berkeley and one in Los Angeles at the Greek Theater, I think. So we got tickets to the Berkeley show. And what made this night special was uh, three things, I think. One, it was the first time they had played in Berkeley since they became famous. Um, cause once they became famous, no one around town really supported them anymore cause they sold out. Yeah. Um, secondly, it was a small venue. So we got to see them in a very intimate, uh, venue, but my sister and her date got there much earlier than Mrs. Eppie and I did and got really great spots. So we were, like, right there. Like, we could actually see their faces and not watch it. Because you, you go to, like, a big amphitheater, like, it's on a screen. Sometimes you catch yourself watching it on the screen because you're too far away from the actual stage. But, like, when Billy sprayed the water into the crowd, I think during um, Brain Stew, we actually got wet because we were that close. So the fact that I actually could see his face and see his facial reactions is just yeah. is awesome. And then... They closed out the night with one of my favorite songs, one of my favorite underrated songs to theirs, Brutal Love. Um, I think that was just an amazing song. I think they opened up, I think the opening song of the Trey album was Brutal Love, and I thought it was fantastic. Um, so that was my favorite concert. Nice. And it was, it was one of those ones where, and the reason why I knew it was my favorite is it was one of those ones where when it was over, I remember thinking if I never went and saw them again, I'm happy this was my last one. Like, because, you know, I, I saw them a few years later with Beardo, as he mentioned, but we were second deck of the Coliseum. We were a bit of ways away from the stage, but it was still an awesome time. So to be, I don't know, 20 feet from one of my personal heroes was pretty special yep. for me. So that's pretty rad. That's awesome. Sure. With that said, I want to thank Dodger for jumping back on again this week. My pleasure. I always, I, I mean, I, I mean, mean it. You guys, 
I, I really enjoy that you guys keep having me on here, even though I'm an idiot. <clears throat> and um, I don't really have anything constructive to say, and I forget what I'm talking about in the middle of my sentences. I actually thought of a cool story I was going to tell you guys there, and then I forgot it five seconds later. But I really, truly am appreciative and enjoy uh, coming on here, and I'm really happy you guys you guys uh, have me on and invited me into this. Absolutely. <laughs> May not be every week, but it'll be a lot of weeks for sure. <laughs> Um, uh, Beardo, thanks again. I think that's show, I don't know, 20 by now. It's a I'm lot. Not sure. It's been a yeah. bunch. Yeah. And uh, we just want to thank you for tuning in week in and week out for supporting us. Make sure you hit us up on Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> just search for Up Against Ash. You'll find us. Um, you can find Dodger on Twitter at the Ravine Insider LA, um, especially once baseball picks back up it'll be more active I'm sure (laughs) so with that said we're gonna sign off for tonight and uh, Beardo Dodger and I we all wish you a good afternoon a good evening and good night looks shiny and costly how much did you pay for your bad moto goosey and how much did you spend on your black leather jacket is it you or your parents in this income tax bracket now tickets to concerts and drinking at clubs sometimes for music that you haven't even heard of and how much did you pay for your rock and roll t-shirt that proves you were there that you heard of them first now how do you afford your rock and roll lifestyle how do you afford your rock and roll lifestyle how do you afford your rock and roll lifestyle Did you pay for the chunk of his guitar, the one he ruthlessly smashed at the end of the show? And how much will he pay for a brand new guitar, one which he'll ruthlessly smash at the end of another show? And how long will the workers keep building him new ones, as long as their soda cans are red, white, and blue ones? And how long will the workers keep building him new ones, as long as the soda cans yeah. magic moments but rock on completely with some brand new components now how do you afford your rock and roll lifestyle how do you afford your rock and roll lifestyle how do you afford your rock and roll lifestyle
rebellion You're drinking what they're selling Your self-destruction doesn't hurt them Your chaos won't convert them They're so happy to rebuild it You're drinking, 